Entrepreneurs Start Here helps you bridge the gap between now and what is next. We embrace taking action and leaning into your community to grow. Explore the ins and outs of being an entrepreneur and what it takes to truly start through candid interviews with innovators like you. This is the Entrepreneurs Start Here podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. Today, we're talking to Cheyenne Tan, who is a uh, business owner, a marketing agency operator, and a business coach. And she's going to be talking about her business, Beauty Compass, which is a very cool company. I'm really excited for you guys to hear about it. She's basically running consulting and digital marketing for uh, a very specific niche industry. So I guess we're going to talk a little bit about how those systems work how she learned to run her own business, how she learned to do Facebook ads, Google AdSense, YouTube ads, all these different systems, and how you guys could use that for your own businesses. Uh, to help scale their, their businesses. Awesome. We do have a lot of questions about that and what it takes and, and what your day-to-day -day looks like. Um, but first, just in general, why don't you tell us about yourself and kind of like your, your story and how you got to where you are right now? Cool. Um, yeah, so I was first introduced to College Pro through like my brother and that was like my first ideas of, of what running a business was. And uh, from there, I just did like lots of cold calling and telemarketing for him and then eventually create, uh, moved into a marketing manager position. So then that was like my first time with um, like hiring people and training them and learning how to build a team. Uh, and then from there, I ran my first franchise. I did that for a couple of years and moved into a field advisor position. So I was coaching. And then after that, I just kind of like traveled and bounced around and tried to figure out what I was going to do next and then started my agency. <laughs> Very cool. I guess, uh, I'm just wondering, you know, obviously you have a lot of experience with both coaching and with marketing, but did you have any formal training in either of those regards? Is that what you took in school? Is that what your focus was on? No, none. Um, I was in like a general business degree and um, I didn't even like I started in school for a medical science degree and then I moved into business. So that was not the plan. <laughs> Bit of a change in direction there for sure. Yeah. And did you move into business after College Pro, like after you were introduced to College Pro? Yeah, definitely. It was like a week before my semester started. And I had just signed my contract and I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I was joking just this afternoon with somebody about how I don't know if I'll ever use my arts degree. I kind of got a business degree <laughs> degree through College Pro. So we both, we have, we all three have that shared uh, hands-on experience in, uh, in common. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. Okay. And so you kind of got into business through working with your brother with College Pro, which we all, um, know and love as a company and have learned a lot through and sounds like you started on the marketing side of that and then moving into the marketing agency you have now how did how did that come to be um so my brother was starting his business at the time he had been in like the agency space for like five years at that point and um he had started this new course and i was i was trying to find something that I could potentially like coach on, but also would give me the foundations for any other business that like I 
I want to run. Um, and so marketing for me is something I've always like loved. And then also I just know that like with the timing of everything, like with COVID happening at that time, it was like everyone had to move online. And I, and that was kind of like my first real wake up call of like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. Everything's going to move online. And so no matter what, even if I don't do this agency long-term, I'm going to be able to learn a foundational skill that I can take with me into every other business. I love that. And I don't know if you remember the Steve Tallis episode when he was talking about how this is an opportunity and like any business, any smart person would like see COVID as an, as an opportunity kind of business wise. So it sounds like you did just that. That's very cool. That's very cool. Yeah. I haven't seen that, but yeah, that's very much exactly like what kind of happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so we, on, on our podcast, we, we try to get pretty like nitty gritty on the startup, um, like entrepreneurs start here and that program that, that we've all done with college pro is, um, very much about like how to grind through the very start of a business. Um, so I'm wondering how did you get your first client? Was that a cold call? It was actually like from the network of college pro. So when I first started my agency, it wasn't actually exclusively with med spas. I like didn't actually know what the hell I was doing. Um, and so I was like, whatever, I'm going to try to utilize my network. And uh, so it ended up being three people from college pro. Um, and so that was really cool. Cool. And what did that look like? Did you reach out to them and say, hey, do you need any support with marketing your business? Yeah, exactly. It was like, hey, so this is what I'm doing now. I'm going to be straight up honest with you. This I haven't done this yet. So like, I would love it if like you would allow me the chance <laughs> to like run a trial for you. And if everything goes well, then we can talk about what like the future looks like. But um, yeah, I just want to like try to get this started. And if you're down, then let's let's see if we can like do something together. Oh, that's so cool. And I I really am kind of like a newbie, I guess. Is that a weird word to use? <laughs> a newbie on marketing, digital marketing. So what would a trial be? Like, were you saying like, I'll set up Facebook ads for you or I'll coach you on how to market better? Like, what was a trial? What sort of things were you offering? Yeah, so like I had been watching a lot of courses up until that point. So like before I reached out to my first client, I, I needed to do some learning. Uh, so the, the one thing I like knew how to do really well was Facebook ads, knew how to do a little bit of Google, but I really wanted to like anchor down on that. And so I was like, uh, yeah, like, let me run your Facebook ads for, uh, the first month here. I'll only charge you $500. You pay ad spend. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't, we tried. It can't be a negative I guess it couldn't have gone negatively other than yeah exactly because like no matter what a business is going to like have to try different things and uh there's going to be some risk associated with it yeah you talked about using Facebook ads there uh obviously you know that's where a lot of people start out I guess in, in digital marketing is that like something that you've expanded upon are you using a lot of different like digital tools now as far as marketing goes yeah definitely so now like instead of just having that like baseline offer, I'm more flexible in depending on what the business needs. So like if they 
wouldn't necessarily benefit as much from Facebook ads, then we'll use Google. Um, and then if not, then we'll turn to YouTube. If not, then we'll turn to something else. So it's really just about like what they're looking for. So you're pretty comfortable on like, you know, Google AdSense, YouTube ads, and uh, you know, like Facebook business and that sort of thing. Um, I guess I heard you talk about, you know, using courses and stuff like that. Um, so I guess I'm wondering if someone was just starting out and was interested in doing this uh, sort of agency model, what courses, what materials would you suggest that they look at to get started and learn those skills so that they could, you know, take a client on a, on a trial run like you were talking about? Yeah, there is just so much content out there that is free. So like, uh, I think the best thing that I found is like joining Facebook groups, like <laughs> that is where digital marketers like get together. So it makes sense to join those Facebook groups and everyone's always posting stuff. You can ask questions like it is like it is support as well as video learning. So that's why I like Facebook groups. And then um, there's like so many free Udemy courses. You can watch YouTube videos, um, even just like people who have courses, they have they often run like five day challenges kind of a thing. So like sitting in on a few of those really help. Yeah, very cool. I did uh, actually when I, before I found College Pro, I had kind of started wanting to, to do the, the agency thing. And that's kind of when I first got motivated with entrepreneurship. So I did do a little bit of it at the very beginning, but kind of dropped it and moved uh, towards College Pro instead. But I remember, you know, looking through Facebook groups and watching the videos and taking the online courses and that sort of thing. I guess, uh, do you have any specific groups or, or videos or series or anything like that that, that you'd, you'd mention? Um, for me personally, like the type of marketing, that, like the type of agency that we are, uh, I like the group. It's called Facebook Ads Agency Scaling Secrets. <laughs> uh, so a bit of a long name. But there's just like so many different types of agencies in there, like that you have like people just starting out, but then you also have people who have been in it for like a decade. Um, and it's run by this guy named Jeff Miller. And he has actually, oh, he actually just released, it's called like a masterclass. And so you pay a dollar and you get access to like this entire hub of videos. And he has like these great uh, people who have created courses doing featured videos on there, walking through like their specific strength. So it's like getting a bunch of courses in one for a dollar. So one dollar you get access to the whole material? One dollar you get access to five coupon codes and each coupon code you get access to one video. Right. And then awesome. from there it's like $30 a month and he's constantly updating the portal. Um, and so the information is like up to date and in a space like this, that's constantly changing. Like that's what you want. Okay. Very cool. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to take some notes. Um, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like, I mean, that's good that you can kind of continuously learning and updating your knowledge. That probably is pretty key in the space that you're in. Definitely. Sure. It's like so much fun, but it's also like, overwhelming sometimes because you're like I don't want to fall behind but I'm also so busy with what I'm doing now yeah I bet I bet and then yeah I guess talking about now how do you get clients now is it any different from before I guess it would be because you probably ran out of people in your network to market their businesses for yeah um it's definitely changed so like we're always testing a lot of new stuff um, so we have multiple funnels. 
So one of them is like through ads. We also pull a lot through organic. Um, and then we're trying to utilize a lot of referrals. So um, I'd say like those are our main streams right now. Not spending too much time doing the uh, cold calling anymore though. No, I found that it's like, if I'm going to be running an agency, like a, a digital agency, I should also do it digitally. Um, I still think there is nothing better than outbound calling though. Like that, that will never die. <laughs> what about cold emails? Never using those? I mean, yeah. yes, you have a pretty clear idea of who your clientele are going to be with a, you know, such a defined niche, right? Right. I did try cold emailing. Um, I'm still trying to get the hang of it. I found that it, it's been like a lot of testing trial and error. So I definitely have plans to like come back to that uh, because I know it works. I think you, I think the key is to just do it alongside something else, like not straight up just cold emailing, but like integrating like cold calls within that um, and making sure that you have like multiple touch points. Fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess uh, just to circle back a little bit, uh, I mean, I think a lot when I'm talking to someone like yourself about the trajectory, you know, whether that's kind of self-consciousness about whether or not I'm on the right trajectory, the right path. Obviously, that's something I think everybody in this kind of field would, would struggle with. But I guess I'm just wondering what your trajectory looked like coming out of university, coming out of College Pro. I know you, you mentioned that you moved into the coaching business a little bit. And from there, you moved into your digital marketing agency. But could you tell me a bit about what that looked like, what the, you know, the transition curve that you faced and uh, the decisions that you made that led you to that? Yeah, um, it was extremely up and down, like, just like you think you have an idea and then you don't follow through on it. Like a lot of it is just like not following through um, and wondering like, okay, should I commit to this or not? And I think it wasn't, I think like I went a lot in that back and forth until I was, until COVID happened and it was like, okay, I can't travel anymore. So like, what am I actually gonna spend my time on and what do I wanna do? And that kind of like forced me to just commit fully and i think that's the biggest difference is like there's no like halfway starting something like you you just don't go anywhere <laughs> so do you think really you could have taken any idea and as long as you made that decision and committed to it you'd be successful do you think that's you know more what's important than the niche that you're in or the business model that you're using what do you think there yeah i think it's like all about choosing like because there's one there's no such thing as a perfect niche and because even if it's perfect for somebody else, it might not be perfect for you. And it's like just the transition curves that you deal with um, like day to day as an entrepreneur, if you don't have something that you like want to build and want to do, uh, that's not gonna last too long because there's no that, there's not um, any drive. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah, okay. I got one question for you. Uh, like do you think like digital ads agencies are saturated? Like, do you think someone in the audience right now could go and start one? Or do you think that's a market that's, that's getting a little bit full? I think it is uh, saturated, um, but it's kind of, I, I, I think it's like kind of like levels. Like you have uh, the base layer of like new agencies. They have very basic offers. They offer like one service and you, you get, a little bit far you get as far as you can with them and then from then you need a different marketing plan to be able to take your next stage of growth so then you find a new agency to get to that next stage of growth so that's kind of how i view it is like there is 
always like, like while it is saturated, you as an agency to make like most people's goals, you're looking at like five clients and like there's mu- there's enough businesses to go around. Fair enough. So someone could still make that decision right now, commit to it and do what you do within mm-hmm. a couple of years. Yeah, so, exactly. If they have enough. the skills and the drive and, you know, the endurance, the tenacity, yeah. all that sort of stuff that you obviously, obviously have. Um, I do want to yeah, not to say that anyone could do what you do, Cheyenne. Obviously. Yeah, that's that's I, I don't. <laughs> I think Owens is trying to figure out if he can actually just start up a <laughs> digital marketing agency t- tonight. After yeah, in my two weeks on Monday, <laughs> good to know. Um, I do. I do want to ask a little bit more about that. It makes sense what you're saying, but there's a lot of people in the business. But it seems like you're well. You are super focused in in what you do. Like you have a really um, defined niche. And I'm wondering, so I was looking through your Instagram stories on, on before um, jumping on and I saw that you had said something about working with, I think, makeup artists or estheticians or something. It just didn't quite work. And then you started working with med spas and it clicked. And I was like, so first of all, honestly, like I've never, my sister does all the time, but I've never gotten like my brows done or my lashes. Done. Like, I don't know really like the difference, A, and then B, like, how could that make such a difference for you and your business. So I really wanted to ask a little bit more, like, can you tell me about why that makes such a difference? Yeah, no, that's a good question. So um, so permanent makeup artists, I guess, should I just start with like, what's the difference between like a permanent makeup artist and a med spa? It probably will inform the difference it makes for your business. So yeah, yeah, please do. <laughs> well, so like a permanent makeup artist there, they're a solo artist most of the time. Um, and what they do is permanent makeup. So like microbladed brows, uh, there's permanent eyeliner, permanent lip blush. You can, like, you can get like everything done. <laughs> um, whereas a med spa focuses mostly on medical procedures. So like any medical facials, higher grade facials that you would do would be at a med spa. Um, they do things like laser hair removal, um as well as like ipl facials lots of botox and fillers things like that um and they require a medical director to be licensed on on their business um so that would be like the biggest difference there okay and then i actually forgot the main question (laughs) well i think i'm i'm gonna take a (laughs) so the question was why does that make such a difference for your business like marketing it but i think that makes sense because it would be a really different audience for the people who get their lashes done every now and then to like the people who go and pay a whole bunch of money for facials or like laser hair removal or things like that is that why it's different because it's a price difference an audience difference in that sense yeah so like all of those things um but like what really kind of clicked for me and my business partner was uh you're like okay well we're doing our jobs, like we're getting them so many new clients, but because they're one person, they can only like fulfill so many clients. So like we can book them out for years on end, but that's the best we're ever gonna get. Like it's not scalable. And then uh, for a med spa though, they hire, they hire, like they always have staff on hand. They can, their most of their goals is to open multiple locations. So the scalability of those types of businesses just makes more sense. And being like a business de- on the business development side, that's like a really make it or break it part of the niche. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes a ton of sense. Uh, mm. I'm also actually wondering about your, your business partner. You just mentioned you have a business partner. I saw that on your Instagram as well. Tell us about having a business partner. Cause when you ran your college pro business, you probably did that solo, right? So um, you, you run a yeah. business alone and then you've also now run a business with a partner. So what are the differences there? Tell us about that. Man, it is so different from running your own. Like it is so much fun. Uh, I'm somebody that like, I relied on my coach a lot to like bounce ideas off of like, that's just how I process stuff is through like, talking. Um, and so it's so helpful to have both of us in that way. And I actually like started my agency on my own and I ran into, you know, a lot of problems because when it's just you, you can see all your flaws, <laughs> uh, your business definitely reflects that. And so I knew I needed somebody to kind of come in and like help fill those holes. And it just happened to be that she was like a very good balance for me. And like a lot of our strengths are different. Um, and so even like things like accountability also really helps uh, when we, when there's two of us. And um, yeah, I think just the creative side, like having two completely different opinions on things like helps us talk through things a lot better. Yeah. Did you at the start um, have, so you mentioned your, you have some different strengths. Did you at the start talk about your roles and have conversations about what it was going to look like with the two of you running it together? Yeah, definitely. We like, we like wrote out everything and then uh, we decided to like, we came up with a game plan and we decided to try that for like two months. And we were like, let's see what it looks like with you doing this and me doing this. And since then we've changed it a lot, but it was just like, let's just try it. <laughs> yeah, still keep the division of labor pretty distinct or are you working cooperatively on a lot of different, different things? Um, we definitely have parts of the business that are pretty distinct, um, but we work a lot, like there's a lot overlapping, especially when it comes to working directly with the client. It's usually like both of us are on the calls, both of us are talking to staff and stuff like that. Fair enough, yeah. I'm wondering, so then that leads into my next question, which is what does your day-to-day -day look like? And I know you also have the coaching that you do, so that probably takes up a portion, but for your business um, and just in general, what does your day-to-day -day look like right now? Um, yeah, like just work-wise? And any, any way you want to paint a picture for us. One question I had that kind of lines up with that question. You said that earlier when you were working with individual makeup artists and you know beauty technician type people, individuals their volume of sale their ability to produce work was too low for it to be profitable like you could book them up and it you just couldn't change that volume of sale what if you then business coach them on hiring people to do more labor for them what do you absolutely about? so that was like what i thought like <laughs> i totally thought i was going to create a course and i was going to coach off of that course for permanent makeup artists i thought i had this like grand vision and then i realized like Man, no, it doesn't work because <laughs> the thing with what makes like a permanent makeup artist like worth going to is their individual skill set, like where they trained. It also takes lots of training to be able to like work on someone's face. So they can't just find like any staff um, and that's the difficult part. And then most of the time they don't really have staff. If they do, uh, they're under contract and it's just like an artist working under them and then they get a cut. 
but you wouldn't be marketing for the other artists because they have their own brand. So, yeah. What about, uh, maybe I'm getting into weird specific questions, but the, uh, the eyelashes and the acrylic nails and stuff, did you ever work with people who did that? No, not really. Um, I've, I kind of stayed away from that just because it's like, like lower ticket. So not as profitable. You need a high volume of clients to make it profitable. And then same thing with the lack of scalability. Like you only have so many people, um, especially for on the lashes side, like same deal. They need to go to training. You hire someone, they're usually separate. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I only ask because I've seen a couple people build like monstrously big, like kind of shockingly impressive businesses on, on those ideas. So I just was wondering if that's something you had any experience with. Owen's oh, definitely asking because he wants a referral for a good eyelash. Uh, yeah, I mean, if anyone knows, you know, they're not quite as voluminous as I'd like. So <laughs> if you know anyone in the business, I mean, it would go along with my tattooed eyebrows pretty nicely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we don't do this on YouTube. <laughs> Um, but yes, getting back to your day to day, I'd love to know kind of what that what that looks like as an entrepreneur. Yeah, um, so day to day, like most of the time we start out with a meeting between me and my business partner. Uh, it's usually a lot of planning, <laughs> so like usually an hour planning. And then from there, uh, I have uh, my first half of my day is usually coaching calls. Second half of my day is usually then sales calls and then after that we'll be focused on uh like fulfilling on everything so like the ads client communication and and that stuff and then um and the day with more planning <laughs> got you sounds like it could be a long day yeah i think um we've found a way to like manage it pretty well like i i, I definitely kind of learned this in the first little like in the first few months of i was treating it like a like a seasonal college pro franchise of like i'm going to grind because it is production time and uh like you can just get burnt out so quick so now i'm like, pretty strict about like my routines and uh like i only work eight hours a day take my weekends off and stuff like that gotcha it's a good move long term for sure yeah sustainable sustainable yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think I'm really good at taking weekends and working no more than eight hours a day. So I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm suited for the world of entrepreneurship. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, well, thanks a lot for uh, talking to us about uh, the business. It's been really cool uh, to hear. Uh, where can we find you on social media or anything like that? Are you taking coaching clients? If somebody was interested in something like that, would you maybe speak to that? Yeah, definitely. We are taking coaching clients still. Um, so you would... Find it on, uh, you can join the Facebook group, which is Agency Profits. Uh, let me double check <laughs> what the Facebook group is. So it is Agency Profits Start and Grow a Digital Advertising Business. And then for Beauty Compass, we're on Instagram, beauty at beauty.compass. And then you can also join our Facebook group, which is Med Spa Marketing by Beauty Compass. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks very much for that. Now we do have a couple of general questions for you. Okay. So is there anything that you would do differently now that you have your business up and running something that you would avoid if you were doing it again? Like, you know, if you could go back with what you know now, what's the biggest thing you would do different? I would not niche jump as much as I did. Like 
every time you switch niches, it's like restarting your agency. And so I went from like <laughs> painters to kitchen and bath remodelers, to cabinet refinishers, to wedding photographers, to more permanent makeup artists, and then to med spots. So like in total, I've like restarted my agency so many times. Had I just stuck with even just one niche for longer, like I would have been able to at least scale and gain that revenue and then move into what I was passionate about. Um, so I think like switching niches and not externalizing onto the niche and just like taking that info in and actually just like changing your business. That is what I would definitely do differently. You think generally speaking, you could have been just as profitable, just as successful in, in any of those niches. Um, maybe not permanent makeup artists, but like, I think the other ones, yeah, yeah I think so just jumping out of preference rather than out of, you know, better business elsewhere. Yeah, definitely. That's so, I mean, I hear what you're saying. Cause it, it sounds like you like where you are right now with the niche that you found. I did, I don't know what I saw this morning. I was looking at something and it was about if you want to be successful in your field, you have to think of your tea table. And that was like the the hook to whatever video and I was like what is a tea table like is this guy talking about accounting um and he's saying it's a tea table of like breadth and then depth and so you have to start with breadth and kind of like get a little bit of experience in a bunch of different things and then depth like get really good at one specific thing and like that's how you'll be successful so it sounds like that's pretty much what you're what you're doing which is awesome yeah Oh, that is a cool concept. Yeah, I never, I've never heard of that, but that is like exactly what it is. <laughs> that is exactly what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I just happened to, I don't know what it was on this morning. Probably Instagram, honestly, when I was looking through your, I don't go on Instagram super often, but I was on, so I was looking at your page um, and then scrolled through a few. That was definitely where it was. I was like, what is this tea table? I've never heard of this, but um, yeah. okay. A couple more and then we'll let you, uh, get on with your evening I guess but I want to know if you have any routines that have helped you so a lot of people are all about the morning routine some people have just like different routines so are you one of those people do you have any routines that have really really helped yeah um so I have like I've known this forever but <laughs> I'm just not a morning person so like I know that and so I actually start work around like 11 um and then like in the morning i do the things that i like so uh pilates has been like my favorite thing right now and so every day it's like start my pilates class um get my day started like get ready eat clean um and then from there i actually start work and then like i'll work until uh usually around like 7 or 8 p.m and then i still have my evening so that has been like really good for me. And like, I know I'm a night person. And so I'm just gonna stop trying to force the morning thing. <laughs> you might not be a morning person, but that's still a pretty good routine. I'm still trying not to drink on weekdays. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. And then weekends, uh, something I recently started incorporating was like, I'm pretty, I'm just like quite introverted. And so like, even though I am online and like, I don't have to like, be with people I still am talking to people all day long um and so like now I just take my Sundays and like I don't see anyone or do anything it's just like my full rest day um and I found that's been really helpful for my energy levels just with my introversion but yeah I don't know 
I do find that to be huge. Like when you can actually successfully take a weekend of rest rather than a weekend of catching up on some other projects you've had on the side all week or whatever, you know, it really does make a difference in the energy levels. I I feel like the generations before us had it right with Sunday. Everything was closed. Sunday's day of rest. They knew, they knew, they knew something. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, like, I wish everybody lived like this because it's like then no one asks you to hang out and whatever. So there's definitely those weekends where it's like you don't get your day, but it's if it's like three weeks out of the four weeks of the month, I'm happy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you don't have to say no to as many brunch plans if everybody is if everybody's doing the same thing on Sunday. For sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last question it's a bit of a maybe an abstract one but I'm curious because we I mean from our college for businesses and uh, just other things face a lot of problems I feel like that's one of the main skills in entrepreneurship is your ability to solve a problem and be open-minded to different options and uh, keep a level head throughout so um, do you have an approach to solving problems like if you had to explain how your brain works when when a problem arises what's your approach to solving a problem hmm. ah okay so I think like the first thing that I always do is like what is the real problem because it's like chances are like what I think the real problem is it isn't that and I'm going to end up solving the wrong problem so uh like identifying like the root problem, which is something we like learned a lot about. Um, so identifying the root problem. And then from there, I just go straight into idea generation. So like, I just brain dump, uh, me and my business partner will just bounce ideas off of each other. And then from there, we'll create kind of like an action plan of like, okay, so if we want to do this, what does that actually look like? Like, how long will it take to implement this? And then from there, how does that then um, affect other parts of the business? Um, because that's been definitely a learning curve for us too. Of like, you solve one problem, but you created three. Like, was that payoff worth it? <laughs> for sure. So yeah. Well, thank you. It sounds like you've got a ton of experience and have a really good thing going on. So congrats. It's good to hear that. I haven't talked to you in years probably and I'm glad to see you're doing doing really well um so thanks for jumping on and come back anytime if you end up jumping niches and finding a ton of success in another one and want to tell us about that one um but yeah it's been really fun yeah, yeah. Thanks so much, Anna. nice meeting you today yeah nice to meet you too um but yeah thanks so much for having me on it was good to chat through this three like was that payoff worth it <laughs> for sure so yeah Well, thank you. It sounds like you've got a ton of experience and have a really good thing going on. So congrats. It's good to hear that. I haven't talked to you in years, probably. And I'm glad to see you're doing doing really well. Um, So thanks for jumping on and come back anytime. If you end up jumping niches and finding a ton of success in another one and want to tell us about that one. Um, But yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah, Yeah. thanks so much, Anna. Nice meeting you today. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Um, But yeah, thanks so much for having me on. It was to chat through this thanks so much for listening guys uh check us out on social media and also tune in next week we have a really great episode for you we're talking to jesse and flo from fuzz wax bar who've had an amazing period of growth over the last 10 years running the first and best wax bar in all of canada 
And I think that their story is really inspirational. You guys are going to love it. So check us out next week.